Welcome to Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Ministries. Today, Barbara Sandbeck will focus on what it takes to cultivate our relationship with God. But first, let's listen as she leads us into worship with a song that sets the stage for her words to follow.
we're so glad you've tuned into our program. So far in our series, we've discussed that it takes time to build a relationship. And it takes a concentrated effort as well on our part to cultivate that relationship. God intervenes in the affairs of men by invitation only. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and will open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Psalm 34.8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Ever wondered why it didn't say, Oh, hear and feel that the Lord is good? Tasting and seeing are the senses that involve commitment. Unlike hearing and touching, which are easily forgotten, as the saying goes, in one ear and out the other. When I worked at McCormick Tea Company, I learned that they chose their teas after extensive sampling. The various teas were brewed and then lined up around the edge of a spittoon. The tea tasters would take a sip of tea, roll it over the back of their tongues, and then spit it out. They didn't swallow it because this would affect their ability to judge the next sample. True tasting is ingesting. It becomes an unforgettable part of you. We taste of God's goodness when we read His Word and meditate or chew on His promises. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Why? Because what we see paints a permanent picture or groove in our brain. We see God's goodness when we choose to believe that He is working all things out for our good and then stop to look for His working in our life. We need to do what it takes to taste and see the goodness of God. While in a concentration camp, Corrie Tamboom read her Bible and prayed in a building infested with fleas. She knew the guards wouldn't bother her there because of the fleas. We certainly don't have those kinds of barriers to deal with. Mark 12.30 says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Is this really possible? It must be, or God wouldn't have commanded it. We are the ones who make the barriers. How to love the Lord? Hmm. To love the Lord with all your heart is hard to do, if you can't choose between the world and things of God. To love the Lord with all your mind just cannot be, if your thoughts are fixed on pleasure and material gain. To love the Lord with all your soul is impossible. If your heart and mind are filled with love for passing things, your heart, your mind, your soul, your all is what God wants, and you are fulfilled when consecrated to His will. For His heart loves with a love that's far beyond compare. His mind is focused on your needs and wants. His soul delights in even small deeds done for Him. His heart, His mind, His soul, His all He gives to us. In any relationship, there are times when you're very close to each other and times when you're distant, and I don't mean in a logistical sense. Dale and I have been married for 30 years. At our 20th year, I realized that our relationship bordered on just getting along. We'd been so busy with the kids and careers that we had very little time for each other. I often felt lonely even when we were together. I longed for a deeper, more rewarding intimacy, and I didn't tell Dale about my prayer. It was close to the date of our wedding anniversary. I wondered if we'd do the same old thing we always did, go out to dinner and have a cake at home afterwards. Dale left for work at 7 a.m. At 10 a.m. the phone rang. It was Dale. 
telling me to pack my bags. We were going away for the weekend. Where? To the place where we first realized we cared for each other. I must say it felt a bit uncomfortable at first. We hadn't done anything like this for years. But as we started reminiscing about our courtship days, the fire began to glow again in our hearts. We walked the boardwalk, relived memories of the past, bought and consumed all kinds of our favorite foods, forgetting the diet for once, and stayed up almost all night watching old movies and affirming our love in a new and special way. God knew what it would take to get us back on track as a couple, and He knows just what it takes to restore the joy of your salvation with Him. He's waiting for you to make the first move this time. I received a letter from a missionary friend that helped me gain a different perspective on how God feels about our relationship with Him. He wrote, It's amazing to see God continues to love and accept me even when I make so many mistakes. I used to think God would love me more if I was obedient and made all the right decisions. The truth is, however, that God doesn't love me any more or less now than He did the day He saved me. I can deepen my relationship with God by striving to be obedient and by making more decisions that are divinely guided, but His love for me never changes based on what I do. Yes, God can't love us any more than He did when He gave Jesus for us, and He can't love us any less either. You see, we can turn off our love, but He can't. Picture how God must feel when we spurn His love. I'd like to close now with a song I wrote depicting how I think God must feel based on what I've felt as a parent. Here comes my boy, my pride and joy. It's time to play outside. I'll go to him, we'll play again until we both are tired. We'll read some books and share some that only we can know I'll be with him through thick and thin And watch my treasure grow And time goes by so quickly now If I could stop the clock somehow Oh, 
Have you enjoyed these programs? Then write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Boston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Ask for your complimentary copy of the poem entitled, How to Love the Lord When You Do. You can hear this program again at www.oneplace.com. On our next program, Barbara will share a personal experience dealing with the unforgiveness barrier to intimacy.